0: Hello, Welcome to
1: another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast. This planet is inhabited with fantasy drafts of our favorite properties and characters, fantasy casts and dream movies, hunger games, award shows, and anything else we deem to be a part of our vibe. On this planet, fantasy rules. And I am one of your hosts and binger of the cosmos, Damon. And with me is my better half, the soup slut himself, Kyle. How's it going?
2: It's going good, man. I'm eating that dub from earlier today. We are officially one and zero, baby. How are you? Who
1: that? Who that? <laughs> uh, yes, it's a great day. Sundays are awesome when we can get that W. Um, Kyle, do you have anything to recommend for the people that you've been maybe watching uh, recently? Any any good TV or movies?
2: Um, nothing <laughs> current. I. I'm so bad. I am like, I haven't even started Rings of Power. Haven't even started House of the Dragon, like super behind on everything. Um, but I will recommend just a random wreck because I've been doing a, a binge of David Simon's TV shows after I finished The Wire. There's a show called Treme that I just started on HBO. Um, it's a show that he made in like 2010, I think. And it's set in New Orleans. And it's kind of like the aftermath of Katrina like six months after Katrina basically different lives like the music scene the jazz scene the the food scene in New Orleans just kind of picking back up after the hurricane and like rebuilding their lives it's really great so far so if you want a good drama check that out
1: nice I didn't realize that was from him I've always like seen that like you know on the streamers and everything but I really didn't even know what it was about so good to hear it's a good Rick um I'm going to recommend something that just finished up its fourth season. We may have talked about it a little bit before, but what we do in the shadows, this might have been my favorite season yet. Um, it it was just so fun this year, okay? I mean, everything from from Little Colin to, to the nightclub. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but, I mean, it's hard to spoil comedies because it's all about the jokes, and it's just... It was so fun this year. I mean, all the music was fantastic. Uh, I adored it. So that's my rec. Um, and also joining us today is, of course, Anna H. How's it going? Well, you got a good rec for the people today?
3: Um, Yeah, book recommendations. I just finished. Um... Oh, shoot. It's by Riley Sager. The House Across the Lake. That's a good spooky read because we're getting into spooky soup season. Um another read that I've been really enjoying is the Bridge Kingdom series by Danielle L Jensen if you're more on the fantasy romance book train like I am. I'm also watching Never Have I Ever. I started watching it I think it was like Tuesday and I'm already on like halfway through season 3. <laughs> so it's pretty entertaining if you need something like lighthearted and and fun so Love it.
1: Nice. I've heard several people say that that's a really good show. If I'm not mistaken, I think our friend Micah that's like his like favorite show of, in recent times. Uh, he just really gushes about it. So I'm I'm glad you're really enjoying it too. Um, as always, great book recs. I by the way, y'all. I finally finally went and found my book that I never finished <gasps> reading. So now I'm actually going to get back on the reading train. So. I'm ready, okay. really ready for all those
3: ranks. You know? I'm so proud of you.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. I was very proud of myself. Uh, I still haven't touched it since I got it out, but it, it's there. I'm looking at it right now. It's. Go- I might start try and finish it tonight. We'll see. Um,
3: <laughs> Damon, we can even maybe get you a library card at some point. Like <gasps> this is, this is I,
1: have, I, I used to go to the library like every week. I, I miss it so I'm. I'm hoping I can get back on that train. Um love this what? for you. Our little boys yeah. growing up. I'm so proud.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, who else is with us? Of course, we've got fellow birds. We've got Ryan. How's it going, man?
4: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing all right. I'm like you all uh, emerging from my football coma from earlier. Uh, my team did less well than yours, but, uh, you know, it's just the first, g- first se- game of the season, and it's just nice to have the NFL back, so.
1: Rodgers didn't do enough ayahuasca this offseason, Ryan.
4: Clearly that's not. I... He's, he, he needs to step his game up. Or maybe he just needs to stop getting terrible haircuts because the one he <laughs> deployed before this game was uh, similarly <laughs> awful. And uh, I'm just oh. assuming that that didn't help.
1: Oh, that's too true. Um, Also with us, the purple cloud himself, Thad.
5: Grand Thad, how's it going? Doing pretty good. Um, like Ryan, my team... Um, we might suck this year. Um Mac Jones, We're okay with my more. pats. I- I'm sure you all are fine since we just dominated all of you for pretty much the last fifteen years, but it's okay. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. My boy Tommy has got the night game, and I hope that we can all agree that we hope the Cowboys lose. So <laughs> I'm rooting for the Cowboys. I'm hoping they destroy that, the Bucs. That's hurtful. I'm
3: rooting for everybody but the Bills, so. I, I, I am, am
4: rooting for um, for Tom Brady to personally do bad because uh, he's going against me in fantasy. That's right, suck it, Nick.
1: That's what really matters. Yeah, suck it, Nick.
4: Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I did, um, so this was not uh, like a watching thing per se, um, but it, just in terms of following stuff, like for those of y'all that are in just like the meme or content-verse, this week has been tremendous with all the um, the don't worry darling like discourse and the memes and also like the with the queen passing and everything going on with that like um, hot nerd autumn has really kicked off um, on TV but uh, also um, on the the greater uh, internet sphere. So it's
2: a
0: great week to There's be been annoying some online. Great memes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> and if we are, Has it been hilarious.
5: What was that? Oh, just gonna say. And if we're doing uh, one more TV recommendation, I'm gonna say Selena Plus Chef. Love that! Such a wholesome, great show. If you're just looking for something to non-Marvelly or non-superhero or fantasy wild, uh, Selena Plus Chef.
3: Wait, I'm shocked that did not recommend Night Court. Absolutely. Are you (laughs) ill?
5: (laughs) It's fine.
1: Everyone knows like by now that, that is just for, that's just forever, Rick. Is it a different it chef is.
5: every? It is or, different is chef a... every week. Oh,
1: OK. Hell yeah. I'm in. Is that Netflix? It's HBO. HBO. OK, cool.
3: Wait, is this like a Bobby Flay situation where they like go into the person's place of business and go, I'm going to be better than you? Or is it?
5: Marvel's? No, it's you're watching Selena Gomez learn how to cook.
3: Oh my God, that's so cute! Only Murders in the Building was fantastic this season. I just want more Selena con- content.
5: And the episodes are like thirty minutes each, and it's so it's such a cute show. And each episode they donate money to uh, a nice charity of the chef's choice.
3: Wow, that's so sweet.
5: That's really
1: cool. Oh, yeah, I was watching I a Wizards of Waverly, Waverly Place wow. last week, and. I still love
4: that uh, show. That that show is amazing. All bangers it all is.
1: the time. Always. Um well, I said, okay. that
4: show was a lot more wholesome and a lot less weird than I thought it was going to be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, all right, y'all. Um, why are we here? Um, Kyle, why are we here?
2: Yeah, this is gonna be a real fun, chill, laid-back episode. We are just here to talk about all of the exciting uh developments surprises announcements what have you at d 23. um i don't know about y'all but this kind of felt more substantial and exciting than comic-con like i know comic-con they revealed like the rest of phase what four five and six or whatever but like this just feels more monumental with the the announcements they made minus the, the announcement they, they didn't make that we all expected to happen uh but there's a lot to unpack. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to cover everything, but we're going to try and hit the big, you know, the big, like Ryan said, hot nerd autumn stuff, right? Like Marvel and Star Wars, and maybe touch on some Pixar stuff. Um, so I don't even know where to begin, Damon. Like, uh, where, where do you want to start here?
1: Um, okay. We can just go around the room and say what we're most excited for. What I'm most excited for, it's two things. I'll go with my most excited for because – We've been waiting for it for a little while now, and we got a little taste earlier this year in what was essentially Mandalorian 2.5, but it's here. I mean, we got a trailer for the Mandalorian season three. The Clan of Two is back together, and it's a whole bunch of Mandalorians. I mean, if, if you have if you've seen the trailer, it just it looks so good it I feel like it's really setting up for a lot of great action between the Mandalorians and just the idea of like you know the fact that our guy Din came from a, the cults he came from an off branch of man of Mandalore and so to see how that he's going to react from that and being around more traditional Mandalorians and what's just exactly going to happen with the dark is he going to you know, is he going to roll Mandalore? Is he going to find someone else to, to do it that isn't Bo-Katan? Because it just seems like those two just don't get along, you know? Like, it, definitely some tension there still. And I just want more. I mean, guys, we saw Babu Freak, who I think I'm also very excited for. Our guy's back. Hopefully we get some more BK. And it's just, I'm just ready to follow these two some more to see, see what they're going to get into. I, I More Grogu action, please. Um... Any thoughts
0: on on a uh, Mandalorian? Anyone want to talk about it? Dad, Anna, Kyle.
5: Yeah, I'm ready for all of the tension. Um, I I love that you can see just angry Bo. Just even though it's towards our sweet baby Grogu, just like, did you think your daddy was the only Mandalorian? It's like ooh. <laughs> spicy, spicy.
0: I don't think I now I, I know some of this is
2: like we're guessing at what what who was actually there, but I've I don't know how substantial or this is a legit thing, but I read somewhere that Giancarlo was in attendance, and that excites me that we'll possibly see more. Um, Moff Gideon, because I feel like they kind of left things off with an ambiguous note with his character in season two. Um, So I'm really excited about that. But I just love the idea of going to Mandalore. That shot when they show up at the planet and it just looks so desolate, like that gave me goosebumps. I'm so excited
0: to visit uh, Mandalore. Mandalore is such a a fun place to be.
5: That, yeah, I'm, I want to see Mando's reaction to. Finding out the truth that he's from. Because he's f- his people are, he's, uh, what it? it's like a cult off of Death Watch, right? I Pretty guess. much. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's what I think. And,
4: um, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's going to come up, but one of the things that could be really interesting to me is like how sort of like the tension between him and Bo-Katan, um, you know, about how how radical uh, Mando's uh, sect was. Um, but she was also part of Death Watch um, and <laughs> only left after Mal took over. So uh, definitely a lot of um, hypocrisy going on there. I'm not sure if uh, Mando will have that info, but it'll be interesting to see how
0: that um, dynamic plays out. Yeah, I like that Mando, like, he doesn't
2: necessarily have a full grasp on the fact that he was raised in a cult. But I think what makes him so interesting is that when he finds that out in season three, I don't think it's I don't think the full conflict of season three is going to be him trying to defend that because he's such a like. I, I, part of the charm of the show is that he just is an idiot, <laughs> doesn't like know things. <laughs> so he's like constantly just learning new things and was like, OK, cool. Now that I know this and now I know this. So I feel like he's going to learn about the cult thing. And it'll be like a little hard to stomach for like an episode or two. And then I think very quickly he'll start to like try and right wrongs, which would be a really interesting thing with him and, and see we'll see if like if his Katan is like forgiving of that and wants to see it change, you know.
5: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point because you see that he he knows all of these other great skills. Like we know that he can talk to the Tuscan Raiders and things like that, but the simplest things to do with actual regular life, he's just like, uh <laughs> <laughs> I
4: Also gotta um shout out my guy Carl Weather's uh, grief Karga is looking fantastic and uh, oh my, I can't wait to fresh. see <laughs> I can't wait to see what uh, what schemes he's involved in. So
5: just blinged out armor. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that and I that saw was a great it, part was, of the thing. Yeah, Fad and I saw it, like Carl from like a distance and he was looking great. He had like a little ascot situation going on. It was was awesome. Um, really excited that Babu might be there. Fingers crossed. The uh, droid yeah. is ready! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a freak for Babu Freak. So. <laughs>
6: I need a t-shirt that says that.
3: <laughs> we'll get that on the merch table. We'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
5: More Moaning Mortal. Just, just give us all the Moaning Mortal. <laughs> Yes.
1: No. Um. <laughs> no. <laughs> more Amy Sedaris, too, please. Can we Can we please get some more Amy Sedaris? Um. Is there anything else that y'all, like, are excited for for Mando before I move on? I mean, do y'all think anything, like, what is going to be the big thing that happens? Is someone going to die? Are we getting, like, any other, like, big cameos? Is, is this really just going to be mainly about, like, the battle for Mandalore?
2: I think, I don't remember who was the first person to say it. Like, it's gained traction. It's a big theory now. But, like, early on in, like, I think when season two had just started, someone mentioned that, like, with the other shows being announced, like Ahsoka and stuff, I think that they're all kind of built into one big event, like a crossover event, kind of like the CW did with the DC shows. And I feel like this will be the big, like, this will set the table for that. Because now we're getting the actual, like, setting for it with, with Mandalore. So I think this will play up, and then I'm—I mean, I—I I, kind of want to say they'll—they'll they'll blow the roof off with cameos like Boba Fett did, but sadly, I think Boba Fett did that because they—they they needed people to stay interested in their show, and Mando doesn't have that problem, <laughs> so they don't need the cameos to keep interest. But I hope they do. I mean, I would love to see another Ahsoka appearance before her show. I—I I, I don't want the next time we see Ahsoka in her—is to be like her show because that's not coming for a long time. So I would love to see her show up in
5: season three. I think I would, the easiest way we can do it done. is probably with Sabine. I mean, yeah. she just, it just seems like right there. She's that's she's the, the main connector. That.
2: And that's the way to introduce the, the newly casted actress to the audience. Like, that's the way to... This kind, of the, kind of the same way they did with... I know we'll talk about this later, but Krasinski in Doctor Strange, that was like their way of seeing if the audience would like him as Reed, introduce him in another movie. Like, this is the same thing. Bring in Sabine in Mando Season 3... And see how people feel about the actress and then they'll be more confident in, in her role in
0: Ahsoka.
1: Not to mention, yeah. I mean, she she's a big part of the Mandalore storyline. Like, you know, especially the the last time we saw Mandalore. So to see her and like her and Bo interact again, I think would be really great. And also, do we have Sabine's family, who's who's still surviving, right? Like last time we left them... um, they were still, for the most part, intact, right? Her brother was still okay, or am I forgetting? No, no, I no think, they're good. I think
4: they're still around. Um, I think you're right.
1: But who knows? Maybe they didn't make it in the uh, the the war. The, the I mean, the purge that happens. So, uh, are we going to find out even more about that? Also, I, I think is would be a really great, just exactly like everything that went down and why it went down.
4: Uh, that, that'd be good. I would imagine so. I think we got like a, a great little tease in, in Boba Fett or uh, the book of Boba Fett. But yeah, I think they were saving the majority of that for the next season of, of Mando. So I, w- I would be surprised if we didn't see at least a little more of uh, The Purge.
0: Right. Okay I will say okay. one cameo,
4: that I, I'm sorry,
2: before we move on because we have a lot to cover. One cameo I really want to see, even if it doesn't make any sense because we're going to Mandalore, I don't know why he would be here. I want Bill Burr back. Because he's so good. I need that character
1: back. You know, like, because of the whole new Rangers got, like, scrapped, which, like, almost for sure he was probably going to be a part of that. I feel like they'll retool those characters and and put them, keep putting them in the story somehow. So, that would be a good bet, I'd say.
5: Yeah, I can't imagine they kept Timothy Oliphant alive for him not to be the lead of his own show. He's Timothy freaking Oliphant. So, I. That would be such uh, a waste. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got to be the new lead. We need I John. just want episode one. Cobb
2: and I forgot his name, but Bill Burr's character Mayfield. They they show up and they're like, "Hey, where's Kara? And they're like, "Somehow she died," and they just move on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Palpatine. That um, <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. Uh we, we can't spend the whole episode on Mandalorian. Um
3: we could it just you know, it wouldn't be really long?
5: <laughs> <laughs> True. Thad, hit us up next. What what was something that you're really excited about? You wanna you wanna talk about? My num- there's a bunch, but the number one thing for me is secret wars. Mm. You all know I love spy shit. This just felt like premium spy shit. So I am all fours. Like, You're
0: talking secret about
5: Secret invasion, invasion, right? Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion, excuse me, yeah.
0: I mean, but it's
2: it's a cool thing that we are getting both. Like, <laughs> the fact that yeah. you said that, and I was yeah. like, wait, we're actually, we're getting
0: both of those things. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, we're getting a Spy Amelia Clark. We're getting Nick Fury back. um Maria Hill is back. Mendelssohn! Um, like, <laughs> Yeah, Olivia
4: Coleman. Yes, Nick Fury has clearly been in a few more vehicle crashes since the last time we've seen him because he's looking (laughs) rough.
2: (laughs) Oh no, that's a really dark Mark Hamill joke somewhere in there.
1: (laughs) It just looks so good, though. Like it, it looks intense, and it, it definitely, maybe, feels the most like. Winter Soldier. Since Winter Soldier, can I say that? Like, I mean, just
4: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It sure. just has that kind of like espionage kind of feel, where like we don't know what's going to happen. There's a big conspiracy going down. Fury's very important to it. Who is Amelia Clark? I don't know. Um, Olivia Coleman looked amazing. That's for sure. Rhodey. Rhodey's back. Yeah. Rhodey. And it's supposed to lead directly into Armor Wars. I believe is what what you said, Kyle, uh, the other day. Yeah. Yeah. which makes a lot of sense. I just, like, I'm just kind of confused on what exactly is the secret invasion? Because it it can't exactly be what it was in the comics, right?
2: That's the thing, is, like, they're going to have to retool it a little bit, but I'm reading right here, uh, Samuel L. Jackson was there to, or sorry, Don Cheadle was there to present it, and he gave a brief overview of the plot, and he said the words, "scrolls invading Earth. So, like, they're they're gonna have to retool it a little bit with the way that they presented the scrolls and Captain Marvel being a pretty benevolent benevolent like race and like not they have to have a motivation. So I think they'll stick to it. They'll just have to do like the motivation will be a little different.
1: Maybe we just met the really nice scrolls, and most of them are just assholes. Actually, that's <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah I mean, actually it, you
4: know, that would it would make sense, and that and that would be in line with uh, the the comics. So.
2: I hope they go for it, though. Like, I don't know how much they're going to try and, like... I mean, the Secret Invasion was pretty huge with the people that the scrolls had been impersonating. So I don't know how big they're going to swing, but I would love, like, an ending, like a a cliffhanger ending of, like, every major Avenger you know has been a scroll, Or maybe not every, but, like, some big-name Avengers who are still around, because a lot of them are obviously gone now, but, like, you know... Clint barton is a scroll like how wild would that be
1: wouldn't it be kind of disappointing if no one big was a scroll like it wouldn't be the point you know
2: yeah and what's the point like of bringing them in yeah
1: okay who's who would be your bet everyone if if you could pick one scroll like they've been a scroll the whole time or or at least for like at least a couple of movies who would you pick kyle is, is Clint barton your pick it's tough
2: because I don't know who, I don't know what big names they are going to bring into the show. My guess is going to be, it, it's tough. I I think I'm going to say Clint Barton only because we did get Hawkeye, but that was him passing the torch on to Kate. And so I feel like he's kind of like he is an original Avenger, but he's taken a step back. But it would, st- I don't know. It's it's also hard because you don't want to you don't want it to be someone who it'll then undermine. A lot of like the character beats they had. like if if he was a scroll, then that kind of undermines a lot of the growth that he had in the show Hawkeye. So I don't it's it's a tough balance. Um, I could also see possibly like, uh, I don't know, like Happy Hogan, you know, I hope not because I love happy, but just someone who's like been there for a long time and is still around.
5: I've got a pick for that, okay. I would think Bucky,
3: don't you dare?
5: Ooh. Okay, but oh, wow. how does that play into? How does that play into Thunderbolts? Well, my only thing with Bucky is that he was so powered down in what turned into be Captain America and a Winter Soldier. I mean, they kind of powered him down a lot.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah,
4: I, I, I mean, I think that's right. But I think you could also say that just basically with Bucky for, from a from winter soldier on, like once he yes. got rid of the Hydra brainwashing, like he was, he definitely wasn't the same. And so you could like, you're not wrong, but you can make that argument uh, from every point on after winter soldier.
1: Very true. What say you, Ryan, it would be your pick.
4: Jeez. Yeah, that's really tough. Um, I've been thinking back and forth. Um, I don't know. I, I wonder if it'd be something more personal to Fury. Um, Maybe like Maria Hill, like someone who is like around and not like, not like a main player, but someone who's definitely important and who has been around for, you know, basically everything that happened. That would be a really good
0: call because she...
2: We don't really know where she's been because the Maria in Far From Home was the scroll. So, like, the last time we saw this Maria was probably what, like, Age of Ultron,
1: maybe. Well, was she in Civil War or not?
2: No, she wasn't in Civil oh, War.
1: That's right.
2: We saw her briefly at the at Tony's funeral in Endgame because we saw everyone. Yeah,
6: <laughs>
1: but
2: even that yeah. could have been the scroll. So I'm not sure, but that's a good call because. I, I like that they did a little I don't know a little bit of tension there between her and Nick when she's like, you you decide now to come back to Earth. Like he's been gone for so long. So I would love to see, yeah, that's actually a really good idea. I would love to see if she's ends up being a scroll,
1: especially since like we we already got that reveal and far from home that that you know, fury and her were. So to see like the Maria that we've known for a while be another scroll would be just kind of a twist on a twist that that'd be really interesting um anna do you do you have one who's your uh secret I scroll have,
3: i have a couple um Ooh. I'm, I'm gonna run them down if that's okay uh i feel like happy hogan could be one of them he's really an hey amazing um plus you know who doesn't want to see happy he's one of the best characters in the mcu um he's pretty high up in stark industries so having a key player like that could really help the invasion um then you have like sharon carter right because she's she was in madripoor oh. right that and we're make... all like and we're like sharon what the hell are you doing in falcon winter soldier right so if she was a scroll like this would make a lot more sense right because it's not technically sharon um that's genius him could be a really good one, because he's got a lot of tech. Um, and then maybe Okoye could be one as well. I hope not. I love Ooh. Okoye, but, you know, it, it's possible.
2: Yeah, yeah those we'll are some heavy we hitters. A, we don't see her a lot of, in a lot of the marketing for Wakanda Forever, so that would kind
4: of track. That would make sense.
0: But, in, okay. that, I actually
4: thought of one that that um, is even better than the one that I picked. Um, it's Gwyneth Paltrow, and my theory is that she's been, a, she's been a scroll from the beginning, and then so when she says that she can't remember being in the Marvel films, it's not that she actually can't remember, she just wasn't in them,
1: because the not You mean wasn't. actual <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, not even Pepper Potts, but Gwyneth Paltrow. Yep. Yep. <laughs>
0: That's too good. That's, That's great.
1: That's
3: absolutely Uh-oh. savage, and I love it.
1: Um, I, I only have one. Um, it's not nearly as good as that, but I because I mean, for one, they we already know that they are going to be in Secret Invasion, and I just feel like it would. It also ties into the whole idea of being someone important to Stark and the whole thing. It, but uh, our guy Rhodey, you know, I don't know where that how that would play long, but I just I have a feeling like. If it was going to be an Avenger, it, that m- could make a lot of sense. It would be for for pretty interesting, uh, you know, TV. So that that'd be my guess. I you know, if I had to put money on it, I'd go Rhodey just for the good gamble. So
3: I, do love I, like I will
2: that. say that Anna's Sharon Carter pick is really smart because one thing the MCU has kind of gotten really good at is like they some of the missteps in like some of their earlier films they now kind of like correct in their current projects like or they make like less interesting things more interesting like look at you know she-hulk with uh abomination right or even like just the events of the incredible hulk no one cared about that movie and now it's so much more relevant and then like even just like bad writing like falcon Winter soldier is a great show but the I think we pretty much unanimously agree. The worst part of that show was the Sharon Carter heel turn, because it just doesn't make any sense. So if they were to like introduce the fact that she's a scroll, it would explain a lot of her choices, and it wouldn't feel lazy or cheap, because that's the whole point of Secret Invasion: is that it's these people you thought you knew who have been acting strangely. So that's that's a really good call.
1: It really is. I could see that act really happening and I mean then it would make the power broker more important and like I feel like people would get more excited about sharing going forward because it's it's share it's scroll sharing you know so I, I dig it um okay before we talk
0: about our next one let's go to our quick break and we're back back again
1: just talking about our favorite things we're most excited for coming out of D23. So much content we will not be able to talk about at all. We're just hitting those high points. Kyle, let's go to you. What What were you most excited about? What do you want to talk about?
2: Uh, I'm torn between two things. Both of them are very on brand. One of them is like almost painfully on brand. So I'll probably just go with that one. <laughs> and I feel like the other one will, will be talked about. So I got to go dare, Daredevil. I mean, come on. Uh, Shocker. So just the Shocker. fact, yeah, okay. I, I know everyone can your your shock. Um, no, I I watched. I finally got to like catch. I was hoping someone filmed a really crappy like video of the presentation. I didn't get to see all of it, but I did see. I like the way they did it. They they did echo first and brought uh, obviously brought Vincent on stage, and they kind of wrapped it up. And he stayed on stage and he was talking to Kevin Feige, and he was like, "Oh, you're still up here." And Vincent D'Onofrio goes. Yeah, I'm still up here to talk about my show. And then you just hear this British voice go, Your show. And Charlie Cox walks out on <laughs> stage.
6: I'm like,
2: if I was there, I would have, I would have combusted. I would have like ev- evaporated into ash at that point. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm just so excited. Like, if you look at interviews with Charlie and Vincent, they're so happy to be back. And I'm like, th- I'm thrilled for Vincent, but I'm really happy for Charlie Cox because all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's like, the Phil Coulson of the MCU. Like he showed up in Spider-Man for a scene. He's going to be in the Spider-Man um, freshman year show. He's going to be, uh, I'm assuming he'll be in Echo. Maybe not. He's going to be in She-Hulk probably this week or next. Um, and then now his his own show is back and an 18 episode season. Like that's
0: wow. really impressive.
2: Yeah. I have, I'm mostly happy about that. I will say a lot of the complaints with the Netflix shows were that they felt a little long and those were 12 episodes. So if they, but then the complaints with the Disney Plus shows are that they're too short. So I'm hoping they find a way to like a happy medium with this one. I have faith in them, and I also have faith that it's not. You know, I, I love these Disney Plus shows. I think they're fun, but they are a very certain tone, and Daredevil is a very different kind of tone. And I don't think Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio would have signed on if if this was going to be like a Disney plus version of Daredevil. Like I still think it's gonna be that gritty dark tone, um, just with a little more connective tissue. Like I think it'll have more connections to the Marvel universe, which is always a plus. Um, I'm so excited. I, I don't think production even starts until next year. So, you know, unfortunately we won't get it for a long time. But like I said, we're gonna get plenty of Charlie Cox in the meantime, never enough Charlie Cox in my life. Uh, I'm hoping for a trailer soon, or at least like some, I don't know, a teaser, promo, whatever. Uh, we get, we got a great fancy logo, but I'm just, I'm so excited. I I know the big question everyone has is, maybe this will be an, an uh, answered in She-Hulk, but everyone's wondering if Daredevil was one of the people who was blitz. I personally, we can go around what everyone thinks. I think he was, because I think that Kingpin, when we see him in Hawkeye, I don't think he would have been that much back in power if Daredevil was around. Like, that's the whole point of Daredevil Season 3. Sorry, spoilers if you haven't seen Daredevil season three, but like the end of that season is him assuring that Kingpin goes back to jail um with a pretty legitimate threat. Like he oh, yeah. threatens his wife. So he's like, if you if you act up again, I'm coming after your wife. <laughs> uh so I, I think that if Daredevil was still around, Kingpin wouldn't have been able to come back to power because he's pretty much like out and about in Hawkeye. Um, so I think that Daredevil was blipped and I really, really hope born again like deals with the follow-up from that or like the consequences of what happened when he went away for five years. But what do y'all think? Like, what do you you, you guys think this is going to be a, a fresh start, like a remake of the show, or do you think it's going to be like a season four of the show?
1: I, I really hope it's a season four continuation while also being like that kind of soft reboot only because like you said, I agree. I feel like he had to have been blipped. Okay. For those reasons. I, dare, I mean, we wouldn't have had Kingpin where he was in in Hawkeye. I feel like he would have been somehow involved in the Ronin. If Ronin, I mean, um, if our guy Clint would have been around doing killing all those people, I feel like our guy Daredevil would have shown up and we would have had a conflict with the two. That didn't happen. So I, I feel like it just makes sense that he's gone. And I feel like it ties into the title, you know, Born Again. I feel like this, this is like... His second go, it's like he's got to find his footing again, becoming Daredevil again, and why he becomes Daredevil again, and just and just re- you know starting over. So it, it, I feel like it's a continuation while also being a fresh start in that in that way because it's it's a little bit of both. I'm just really interested to see what exactly the storyline is for the first for the season. You know, like is it going to be pretty much him versus kingpin again is kingpin going to be like even going to be even more dangerous and have a lot more people at his disposal to to keep daredevil at bay i'm not really sure but i mean those three seasons of daredevil are really some of the the best superhero television so i'm I'm hopefully hoping that they can really keep it going and and keep that that kind of uh, that style that they had in tone that worked so well. So, um, what say you, Anna?
3: I am along the same lines as that. I think after all the groundwork that was done in the first three seasons, to just throw that away would be foolish, right? And you also have a perfect casting, and you're not going to spend all that time and energy interjecting Daredevil into She-Hulk and Spider-Man and all these other different shows and movies to just completely start from scratch right um now that being said i really hope if it's the soft reboot that we're going for that the marketing is similar to what they did for she hulk and it's just like some sort of lawyer advertisement right to get people to come to to Murdoch and I, I forget uh, Foggy's last name, but Fog- Murdoch and Nelson, right? Um, just to see that, because I feel like a lot of those bantery things have been like really popular lately uh, with She-Hulk. They did the, the call, the phone number, and you, know, you, you had to listen to that voicemail and it was insanely entertaining, right? <laughs> um, so I, I'm really hoping that they do that. <laughs> I'm like low-key hoping like you just see like Charlie Cox's face. And then he's just talking about like what what legal services he offers, and it's interjected with like him fighting crime and, like the dead of night, right? <laughs> I just think it would be very unhinged and hilarious.
4: Well, yeah, and they they already have the perfect line they can build on from uh, No Way Home. Um, you know, I'm I'm a really good attorney. After he catches the brick, um, yep. so they get,
0: <laughs> find a way to uh, to,
4: to really use player. that
0: somewhere in there. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's blipped.
5: You don't think he's blipped? No, I do think he's blipped. do? Okay. Just because of what you said. Uh, Kingpin is in power, and he seems to have a pretty good grasp of things in in Hawkeye. And uh, that's, you know, going, rewinding a little bit to what we were talking about with um, Falcon and Winter Soldier or Captain America and Winter Soldier. And Sharon Carter, it's like, how did she get into so much power? So clearly she wasn't blipped either. If the, you know, the power broker just can run stuff everywhere. So you don't just get that if you're blipped with everyone else. So I think they're making, they're giving clues as to who was blipped, who wasn't blipped. And I think, uh, I think Matt, unfortunately, was blipped like everyone else.
3: That would make sense.
0: It's really
5: heartbreaking to
2: think about it, though, just because of his enhanced senses. If you think about, like, you remember in Infinity War when Peter Parker had, like, a spidey sense and could tell what was about to happen? I feel like that's kind of the same with Matt. I, I can just imagine mm. the opening of this show, like, him oh, walking no. on the streets of Hell's Kitchen and hearing all these heartbeats stopping and just panicking, and then, like, him going away and then showing up again five years later and having no clue what just happened. Like, I feel like that would just be... It would yeah, be really be heartbreaking,
0: be. but it would that'd be a be great
1: way to start the show. <laughs> also, that would be a great way to start the show. Also, like, did Foggy blip? Did Karen? Like, did he see them? Did they see him blip? Like, you know, I'd love to get get a little bit of insight on that. I mean, I that I was, think... was like one of my favorite things of Wandavision. You know, yeah, was was yeah. seeing uh, Monica and everything.
3: I think the most realistic thing would be to have Karen and M- Murdoch lip and leave Foggy by himself in Hell's Kitchen. Oh, I think that would Foggy be the best.
1: So <laughs> terrible for Foggy.
2: That's so sad. He's tell, me so you,
3: much. tell me I'm wrong, though. Like, Foggy versus, like, Kingpin and him trying to, like, figure out how to save Hell's Kitchen. That would make yeah. for some great TV.
4: I mean, as as long as you got Marcy by his side, he'll he'll be all right.
3: Marcy got blipped, too. He's all Uh, alone.
4: Oh, stop! (laughs)
0: Leave my man alone! I am... I'm really intrigued. He's
3: got his friendly neighborhood Spider-Man to help him out. Like, maybe they were... (laughs) Oh, no, he was gone! Shit.
0: Yeah, Yeah, he was blipped, too. too.
5: Just him and Jessica Jones hanging out in the bar.
3: Honestly, (laughs) that would be great.
2: (laughs) I'm in, I'm intrigued to see what they, like Damon was saying, what the storyline is for the season because even though it's called Born Again, so Born Again is like kind of widely known as like the most influential Daredevil comic of all time. It's the one that Frank Miller wrote in the 80s and they kind of reimagined the character and it's but honestly, most of that story was pulled for the original season three of Daredevil um, like the stuff with his mom and even like the, the Kingpin returning and stuff like that. So I'm curious to see what the new story is. I'm personally, no, I'm, I'm trying to be realistic. I'm already grateful that we have Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio back. I don't think realistically we'll get the entire cast back, but I am really like crossing all my digits that we get uh, Wilson Bethel back as Dex because the way they left him off, you know, the end of season three is a big thing we get. I mean, he's the main antagonist in that season, but he isn't fully bullseye yet. And so with the cliffhanger there of him having surgery done on his back and you see like, the eye open at the end of that i really hope he comes back because i mean by the end of that season in that brutal final fight like he was gunning for both daredevil and kingpin so if he comes back he's going to be going after both of them and if we get a full-on like bullseye villain in season or you know in in born again i would i would love that bullseye is a vicious brutal villain in the comics and i would love to see him like fully realized in this season um but I'm really excited. Like I, like I said, like Anna mentioned, Foggy and Taryn. I'm already kind of tempering my expectations if they can recast those roles because I do I really love Elvin Hanson and Deborah Ann Wall. But like, it's not realistic to expect them to bring the entire cast back. Um, but I mean, Charlie Cox, the man can have chemistry with a wall, so I'm not worried about that. I'm just I'm actually really excited to see who they cast because I'm sure, you know, I'm sure I'll warm up to them once we know the names, but yeah I'm just excited to see what they do with this new iteration
1: I mean we have three seasons that show like they you know they know what they can do with Daredevil it's now it's in a new little like new playground more toys to play with. I'm really excited to see kind of the some of the possible team ups we can get I mean you mentioned it in in freshman year but please give me a live action Daredevil and Peter Parker team up at some point oh, yes.
6: Maybe?
1: Please just I, I need it. Okay, that cause that's where I first ever saw Daredevil was in the Spider Man animated uh series in the nineties. So it's just like yeah. I mean they're two of the, the coolest New York superheroes. So it'd be great. I mean also Peter Parker and Jessica Jones, I feel like that'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just great.
2: Um You smell like um, whiskey lady. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh
5: okay I'm still um, hoping for my favorite moment from spider-man in i know we're not talking about this but i'm just mentioning it is peter parker just leaving his apartment forgetting to do his laundry and if we ever get deadpool introduced my favorite thing is that he just shows up in peter's apartment and just does his chores that he doesn't have time to do (laughs) so deadpool would just show up in peter's apartment and just like do his laundry and just leave him like little notes like hey peter i've I noticed you forgot to do your laundry and go grocery shopping, so there's groceries in the fridge, and I did your laundry. They're folded on your bed. Love you, buddy. Bye. And it's just like, that would be my my perfect introduction to Deadpool and to, into the you know what MCU. it be funny. As much as I would want
2: a full like Deadpool fully in the MCU, how hilarious would it be if that's the extent of it? If we only ever saw Deadpool just doing that in like future <laughs> Spider-Man movies and never again. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh my
1: god, that'd be great. I mean, Deadpool, though, like, just, the fact is, you know, people were really hoping they'd talk about Deadpool 3, we got nothing. Like, not even a or mention. any
2: X-Men news at all?
1: Or any, I mean, I'm just mad about that. Apparently, from one source, they said, we won't be getting an X-Men movie for a long time, and I'm just like, what the fuck?
3: I like, think that's yeah. a lie. They- I'm sure it is. There, it's probably one of those things where, like, oh, Tom Holland can't keep his mouth shut, so we're just not going to tell anything. <laughs>
6: anyway. Yeah, that's very <laughs> because true. they
3: put I the X Men theme at the end of Miss Marvel. You're not going to do that and tell me, oh, we're not doing any mutants for a really long time. That's a load of bullshit.
2: I
1: mean, yeah. she yes. she's mutant, right? Like, they they didn't just say that to mess with us. She she, for the most part, she's a mutant, so they have to start bringing more out somehow, even if it's a slow trek. You know very slow like give us one every other show or movie but like you got to start introducing them
5: i mean freaking a uh, she-hulk we got the whole wolverine easter egg that's right so, oh we gonna play the theme again in multiverse of madness that's true
0: yeah i mean charles was there
5: so
1: that's very true but i mean deadpool in the mcu i feel like it's just going to be one of the funniest things it's Especially just because of how he's gonna be able to talk about the merger and how he wasn't there before and just all the previous shit happening. I, I I'm just so excited for that. That's that's gonna be a
3: ride. I, I just wanna see him break the fourth wall and be like, oh now we got the budget. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um all
1: right, no, is gonna be super fun. I, I cannot wait. 18 episodes. That's that I, I feel like that's a big sign of how um what's the word committed they're going to be for the show yeah so i'm i'm hoping um let's go to you ryan let's talk about what you want to talk about what were you most excited for
4: yeah that um that's an interesting one There, there was a lot of stuff that came out um i guess for me of the stuff that hasn't been mentioned already it's probably thunderbolts Um, just cause we got the the roster, um, and it's looking pretty dope. Um, we got, uh, you know, of course, um, Yelena, uh, our, everyone's favorite. Um, and then, uh, her favorite Kate Bishop. Um, (laughs) we got, uh, a Bucky, um, look in there, which I thought was really interesting um, and then we got, um, a lot of the, uh, other Black Widow, um, cast, uh, Taskmaster and, um, the, the dad whose name escapes me. Um, and then, uh, our boy John Walker. So, yeah, Red Guardian. So, yeah, I thought it was, um, a really interesting lineup. Um, I thought, and, and this is just, like, pure speculation for me, but, um, the fact that they're not a lot of quote-unquote superheroes i don't mean like in the moral instance but i mean like in terms of their power sets like um it's either people that are like slightly enhanced or just you know incredibly skilled humans um i, I think that could be a reaction either to secret invasion or to just um sort of like reckless superheroing and, and people being tired of um you know people that have uh, sort of a really strong powers deciding things i think that could be like sort of a a government backlash uh, to that. So um, yeah, really interested to see where they go. Um, obviously to see more Yelena, um, but also to see what they do with um, Taskmaster and just sort of like how uh, you know, the end of Black Widow uh, ties into where they go with Thunderbolts.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's really it's an intriguing lineup. I will say that just mentioned. There's no Kate in there, which I, I'm really, I'm disappointed about, but they did. Yeah. They haven't, I mean, maybe she is, but they had, they didn't confirm it at D23 that she's in that lineup.
4: I thought um, she was in the picture. No, that's no, Val. A, on yeah, the that's left. Julia. That's, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That was my bad. I thought that was Kate Bishop. Which would be incredible.
2: Because I will say this lineup's really interesting.
4: I love Alexi as much as the
2: next guy. I love David Harbour as much as the next guy. He feels a little out of place, <laughs> um, especially when you have like we just we talked about She-Hulk bringing Abomination back. Like that's a great call with him, or like our guy Zemo. Where is Zemo in all of this? This seems like a prime place for Zemo to come back, and maybe he does. Like I feel like this was a big deal of them showing the core roster, but I don't think this is the, the full cast. Like I definitely think there's, there's probably some big names in this movie that we have no clue are going to show up until the movie.
3: Um, right. But it's
2: it's really interesting.
3: Because in the comics, like, Goliath, Moonstone, Fixer, Beetle, Screaming Mimi, like, those were, like, the core five, from what I remember. Yeah. And, like, they're bringing in all these names that we already know, which is fine, but are they going to introduce these characters as well? I'm, I'm curious.
2: From, a, so from, a from curious Purely story. from, like, a, a business point of view, I can understand them bringing in marketable names and people we know already um but i yeah i do hope that we get some other like core members from the comics because that is a very it's a really cool team in the comics a lot of people like to just call them marvel's suicide squad they've got a little little bit more going on than that but i mean that's the general gist of it but i do hope we get to see some more comic like accurate rosters um i'm totally in on like a thunderbolts franchise like if this spawns sequels I love it, because I love the Avengers. I, I love all that, but I would love to see some kind of side story where it's, like, not connected to the rest of the MCU, and it's just these people, like, just doing these crazy missions, and, like, you know, like, Guardians, kind of like Guardians, just, like, being this just dysfunctional family, you know?
1: Yeah, my thing is, I was definitely expecting it to be a little bit more antagonist heavy. Like, I was yeah. very shocked to see... Our guy, Bucky, there. I mean, yes. Bucky is pardoned. Bucky is reformed. He went to rehab and therapy. He's, like, he's he's good. He, he's ready to go, and then he's going to be with John Walker?
3: Like, yeah. US no,
0: no, that does not seem right.
3: Yeah.
1: I just, so I'm wondering if, like, this is a kind of almost like Kyle said, we'll get more Thunderbolts, and these aren't actually the actual Thunderbolt crew. Like, maybe, like, Bucky will be, like, trying to get, like, chase them down, or, like, they're trying to get Bucky. I don't know. It just feels—the group together is a very weird put-together group, okay? Like, I will be very, very interested to see how they team them up and why. And, like, I could see Bucky doing it and, like, being the reluctant member and being just, like, I can't believe I'm here with these criminals, kind of thing you know that could add some fun levity to it that could make sense i just i'm really curious and kind of confused about that pairing uh,
3: i am just personally very upset that they split up mackie and sebastian right me too
2: yeah, yeah. this almost certainly confirms that he's not in captain america 4 which right. is honestly a really big bummer
1: i guess that leaves more room for falcon for the new falcon um that's true
2: yeah and but just, like this is the duo that everyone loves right like it's always been the two of them so i i don't know it's a weird we choice
4: it. i'm we
0: sorry yeah i mean <laughs> yeah i don't
4: i don't see why like he couldn't be in both um you know it might be it might be just like a, a smaller role or like scale back role on Captain american new world order but um, right. I mean, they, they, they kept rolling out Robert Downey Jr. for, for like, three or four movies in a <laughs> row. And so, you know, given Sebastian Sands' popularity, like, I'm, I'm I'm sure they'll find a way to work him in
3: if they can. But was he on stage for Captain America, though? I don't think he was. And that would be a very odd choice to put him in. I don't know.
2: He wasn't. I mean, I think Captain America, it was just the director, Anthony Mackie, um, uh, and sorry, Carl, Carl Wimley, Lundley... Right? which yeah. is, I love that he's back, um, but I think it was just the three of them. Maybe one other person, like, maybe the guy who's playing Falcon, um, so maybe it, it was just to bring them up to, like, these are your leads, but like Ryan saying, like, maybe it's just a smaller role for Bucky. I Like, now that I think about it, I think you're right, Ryan. I, I think it would not make sense if that movie came out and Bucky was just nowhere to be seen. Like, I feel like that was the whole point of that show. Like, they're buds now. Like, they, they kind of hated each other in the beginning, and now they're, like, they are genuinely friends so i feel like yeah uh, he would be there to support him as tap um maybe this is their way of saying like Bucky's oh, the fan favorite character and now he gets to lead his own team like maybe he's like if we're gonna keep doing the the suicide squad uh comparison maybe he's like the rick flag of this team right like, like like damon was saying like reluctantly like oh my gosh these are all killers and i have to like corral them <laughs> kind of thing like i i i have trouble believing he would like willingly be on a team with John Walker. Like that, I don't know that part of that just feels yeah. wrong to me. Um, yeah. but you know, who knows? I, I know Val is kind of the 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 puzzle piece to a lot of this stuff because she's like the person manipulating everyone. And I'm curious to see the stuff with her and Yelena, because the whole point of like her manip- like Yelena already got over. Clint, like she, she forgave Clint, and or maybe if he, maybe she didn't forgive him, but they moved on from that that conflict, and that was the whole point of Val at the end of Black Widow. So,
3: I, I don't know how, how
2: she's still able to like manipulate all of them. Um, I'm curious though. Like, I think Bucky and Yelena together will be super fun. Yeah, that'll be really really fun.
3: Well, it's interesting so, that you say that because Black Widow and Winter Soldier had a romance in the comics, and granted, that was Natasha. Did. But like, are they also setting it up?
4: I, that, that way,
3: that, I hope not. Don't I don't want to see that Yelena, I either. I ship Yelena and Kate Bishop, but like, well, that might I, be like who they're
2: doing. I sort of ship her and Kate, but also I would love some ace representation because Yelena is ace and aromantic in the comics, and I feel like that would be really cool in the movies. Um, but yes, she also has some great chemistry with Kate. I did see someone very early on mention, like, I think they, like... <laughs> cropped the photo with just Bucky and Yelena, and they were like, uh-oh, the MCU's hottest new ship coming, and I was like, stop. Just stop. <laughs> I was like, I don't see it. I'm not into it. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. I mean, the two of them have chemistry with anything, so, like, maybe. But I just, I don't, I
0: don't
3: that's know. not something that jumps-
0: Yeah, I and mean, I will um...
3: Bucky's a husband, but, like, he he <laughs> does not have a personality. I'm sorry, he doesn't. No, He's just no. Cranky old Yelena man.
2: would probably get bored with him very quickly. Like He's she needs someone who quips quips back with her. Um, I'm excited to see on the other
3: hand could have chemistry with a brick wall, and I would watch it.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I I I love the fact that we're getting. I know Thad is really happy about this. A well, about this as well, but like we we might actually get a proper Taskmaster this time. um She's coming back. I I would never fault any of the. Things with Taskmaster with, with the actress. That was not her fault. I mean, that was just what she was given in that movie. So now maybe this is their way of starting over and giving us a more like a personality kind of uh Taskmaster. Um, it's gonna be fun seeing the two of them together, her and Elena. I mean, I, I love the idea that they're being brought back together because they can share that kind of common like backstory and and bond. Um I don't know about y'all, but I well, I, I know Ryan also loves Ant-Man and the Wasp. I loved Ghost. I know that she was a really underwritten character in that movie, but I'm glad that she hasn't just kind of faded into the background, Like she's now getting another movie. Because I thought, I love the actress. I think she's great. Um, But I can't wait to see her come back, because I feel like everyone just forgot she was a thing.
1: So I would love to see what they do with her.
3: 100%. Love a redemption arc.
1: Yeah. Yes. I think... What, one thing we're forgetting is the hilarity that's going to be Red Guardian and Bucky. He's like, oh, you know, I, I fall Captain America, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, he probably I, I,
2: worshipped I, I, one of his soldiers for a while. He was probably like a uh, Russian yeah. icon.
6: Yes,
1: that would be really <laughs> yeah. fun. Bucky's just disgusted. He's like, what the fuck like, is wrong this with this fucking guy? What is wrong with this group? I, I would leave look, me alone. be alone. we will all
3: unhinged.
1: Um... I just think this movie, for one, is it's so hard to know what it's going to be about. It is the end of Phase Five, so we have a whole phase that. to go through before we get to this point. Could the like? Could the superheroes be like? You know, one of you mentioned like maybe people aren't trusting them anymore. Maybe this is when the X Men are coming in, and and there's a lot of scaring and fear. Maybe the Secret Invasion really fucked up and like maybe this has to do with the scrolls you know like it's a special agent group i think it's going to hinge on what the story is and then the chemistry and why this crew was put together like why this specific crew and not other people you know i feel like there there has to be a reason for them to be put together and if it if it works i'm, I'm in you know i just i'm just very perplexed by the by the team that they put together it,
2: It's also worth noting this is one of the few projects that a director was not announced for, so that'll probably be a big thing. Like when they when they tell everyone who the director is, that'll probably inform what kind of movie is going to be. I'm hoping for a more comedic kind of director. I'm not saying it has to be James Gunn, but like you know, I would watch anything he makes. But it's interesting that they gave us a director or a showrunner for like basically everything else, but not
3: Thunderbolts. They're probably still in discussion yeah and like negotiation
0: i will say this article i'm getting
1: all my info from they say that it's jake schreier directed but i'm not sure how how real that is well i don't know why they would just say that (laughs) i don't know i don't know the name i don't either so we'll find out all right thunderbolts it's gonna be an interesting one uh anna let's roll to you
3: so I'm actually going to go off-brand for me. And uh, I'm going to pick something that's not as popular as Star Wars and Marvel. I'm actually going to pick Willow. Um, yes! Which is shocking that I'm picking this, right? And I, I know we're not all in the same room, but if you we were, your jaws would probably be dropping. Because I didn't watch Willow until, like, maybe a month or two ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I knew the show was coming out and I was like, I, I feel like I have to see it before the show comes out. And the trailer looks phenomenal. Um Willow looks like a damn snack. That man is aging like a fine wine. I was <laughs> like, it's uncomfortable for me to be like attracted to Flitwick, but you know, here we are. <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: and grip hook. Wrap your head
2: around that. You're attracted to. Be oh, that's too. right. He's not so oh
3: my god! And didn't he play Wicket in Star Wars? There's, there's a lot of layers yeah. here. Um
0: <laughs> You're a furry. It's okay.
3: Uh, like the trailer was funny. It, like the visuals looked great. Um, you know the cast was super diverse. We had a couple of names here that we've had familiar. Um, like Sorcha is coming back. I'm not sure if Mad Mardigan will come back just because of Val Kilmer's situation. Um, yeah. But Aaron Kellyman is going to be there. Um, I'm just going through the list here. Uh, the guy who's playing the Boar Man looked really cool. Um, that, Spider-Man's best friend. I don't know what his name is in the show, but Tony Revolori. Well, he's Flash in Spider-Man. In Spider-Man. <laughs> Um, he's going to be in it too. And I saw him and that was the only thing that kind of jolted me out of the trailer. I was like, oh, wait, what? Um, (laughs) it, it just looks really funny and I'm really excited to see this. Um, I think this is probably going to be one of the coolest shows in 2023. I, I, I'm setting it a very high bar for this.
0: And I've got great news
2: for you. It's actually twenty twenty two. It's coming November.
3: Oh, I can't read. Okay, November. Yeah, it's gonna be the best one of the best shows of twenty twenty two. I you know it's like two months am, away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, time is a social construct, right? Um, I honestly, I'm I'm going to predict that I'm going to like this show more than Rings of Power and House of Dragon. That's Whoa! How yeah,
1: <gasps> that dang, that's that's a big
3: that's. Big, Fiction. That's the feeling I have in my chicken nuggets. Whether or not I'm right, I don't know. Right? We'll probably do an for it at some point. Um, but yeah, okay. that's my prediction. I'm I'm very excited. Dad, what do you think?
5: Uh, I actually have not watched any of the Willow. <laughs> it's <gasps> still one of the shows I need to catch up on.
3: It's just a movie. Two, oh well hours. then.
5: Yeah, still haven't watched it. <laughs> I'll have to watch it. But the trailer looked nice. Oh thanks. Yeah,
2: I, I have to say I, I highly that. recommend it. It's, the movie is super fun. It's it's a really it's it's a very like specific vibe. And I know Anna can attest to this because she just you know recently watched it. It's late eighties and it feels very late eighties, but in a very good way. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of that it's got like the labyrinth vibe, like a very fun fantasy, kind of like goofy. Movie, and I feel like I really hope the show keeps that tone. I don't want some kind of like gritty reimagining of it, and I don't think they will, I don't think they would do that. But, um, also to answer your question, Anna, Mad morgan is coming back, but it, it's a recast, and I'm okay with that. I love Val Kilmer, but obviously, that's you know, it's, it's well, tough to, to cast him in roles. We have Christian Slater joining the cast. Oh, so spicy.
3: I mean, it's not like Val could really do it, right, given his health stuff, but uh, that's yeah. pretty good casting
2: Yeah, that's I exciting. love Christian Slater, so um, I actually haven't watched this trailer yet I really need to, but I didn't know it was so soon until I just looked it up, so yeah, I'm with you, it's it's exciting
0: um,
3: The brownies the plus- are back I think it's the original brownies <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> The original 1988 brownies
3: <laughs> They're older uh,
0: uh-
1: any other thoughts about willow y'all like i said i i have not seen it it's just one of those that's passed me by but i i'm going to watch it before the the series at least to see if i want to watch the series so uh ryan like a great
0: candidate
4: you. for the nostalgia trip i was
0: very thinking true, very, very yeah. True.
4: <laughs> yeah i um also have not seen it um i do want to catch up at some point because <gasps> everyone uh, who talks about it seems to love it so uh, yeah, definitely want to watch that. Uh, at some
3: point Future too. episode. I'm writing it down.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, before we go on to our next topic, another quick break.
0: Hey, y'all. And we're back.
1: And we're just talking about our favorite, most exciting things about D23. And I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into my second favorite, most exciting thing coming out. Um, I was not expecting this but all of my emotions are just overwhelmed and I hope the emotions that we get to meet in Inside Out 2 are also going to be overwhelmed. Um, We get to go see Riley again, y'all. And we're apparently going to meet a whole bunch more emotions and everything and I just can't wait to see how that's going to go. I, I loved Inside Out so much it is my favorite pixar movie it's just so well done the story the emotion bing bong i love you and i'm really intrigued to see what they're you know what's it going to be about you know we've we've already seen joy go through this really life-altering uh thing with her becoming friends with with sadness and all that what's going to happen now is she going to go through puberty are we going to go with all this with some romance and and all the feelings that come along with growing up i don't know but i'm super excited pixar has gone through you know not my favorite movies in recent years i definitely like them for sure i really loved luca but i just feel like this is going to be a, a huge return to form so i'm excited uh what say y'all
4: Yeah, I was also excited when I saw this. I was surprised I didn't, um, I hadn't heard anything about an um, Inside Out two, uh, but it was a welcome surprise. And, and yeah, I'm excited. Um, I am hoping they uh, will correct some of the uh, San Francisco slander that they put in the first movie, um, especially, <laughs> especially the terrible pizza. Um, but yeah, is that not uh, true? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a bunch of different types of pizza out here, so you could get basically anything you wanted to. But the fact that they highlighted the awful pizza was not—I was—I was not, I was, I was not a, a best pleased about that.
0: Wait, no,
2: this is huge, guys. We have never—we've never really talked about this in the however long the four, the five of us have been friends. We, right now we have a New York resident and a California resident on the podcast, and we're talking about pizza. I mean, come on. Oh, shit. <laughs> Why
3: have never done this before? Actually, in our in almost three years of friendship, we've never had this conversation. What is it? Probably well, because you so knew it yeah, would yeah, end I the friendship. We haven't. You
4: just knew it would, we it would about end
3: everything. I mean, your case is clearly superior,
4: but, you know. We're not gonna I, yeah, I'm, I'm not even arguing that. But, like, <laughs> the fact that they took um, took a bunch of shots at San Francisco and California in general compared to Minnesota hell out of here
3: with that <laughs> listen as long just... as we agree that chicago is the worst type of pizza i think it'll be okay
1: i
6: love chicago sauce <gasps>
1: get out what? of here get out of
2: here go no. drown in all of your sauce go drown in all of your too much sauce
1: hey look, look here i'm not saying it's other pizza That's I, I like pie. pizzas i end it's really good
6: okay
4: I'm with anyway. One like Chicago pizza is, is, is fine for what it is, but New York pizza is better.
0: I'm just really
2: like I'm I just always really it's, the image of Ryan sitting in a theater full of children watching Inside Out and getting like turning into the emotion of anger when they start talking about San Francisco <laughs> is so funny to me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ryan's like throwing his popcorn. Like this is bullshit. This
5: is anti-San Francisco propaganda.
3: I'm out of here.
5: You all don't understand. You'll know soon. In 15 years, you all will know. You'll pay. You'll all pay. Good God. Um, a- any other thoughts about
1: Inside Out? Too y'all? Are y'all excited? I'll be. I'll be the bad guy.
2: I'm skeptical because Damon you even said it like Pixar still makes good movies but a lot of their sequels have been like since the Toy Story sequels I mean Incredibles 2 I think is fine I know Damon I think I you've mentioned I you love it the original I'm not yep. going to hear that blast me any longer I'm sorry uh, <laughs> it's just it's how I feel man. I know it's I get it Finding Dory is fine you know uh I know Monsters University is a prequel not a sequel also a fine movie. I'm not gonna talk about the card sequels. Like, I
3: what
2: just think Inside Out is- so, Yeah, exactly, there's <laughs> only one movie. Uh, I just think that Inside Out is such a perfect movie that it's like playing with fire to even try to make a sequel to it. And I know that there's like, there's room for a sequel. Like the idea of Riley, you know, hitting puberty and being a teenager and having emotions, like that writes itself, right? And I, I love the idea of it on paper. I just like, this is one of those things where like, if it's done correctly, it could probably surpass Inside Out and like be maybe my favorite Pixar movie, but if done incorrectly, I'm not going to say, it won't touch the the original, like the, the original Inside Out won't be ruined or anything. That'll still be the perfect masterpiece that it is. I just don't want anything to taint that. So I really like, I'm curious. I'm like skeptical, but like hoping that they know what they're doing.
6: That's
1: fair. Yeah. I mean, that's that's always the risky run with a secret, really. It, yeah, it, it's hard to capture that same kind of energy and and magic. And there's there will be no Bing Bong, so that'll be hard to to really compete with.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. And I'm gonna make this even worse. Like I'm gonna be the Dolores Umbridge of this podcast right Whoa. now. I <laughs> yeah. did not enjoy Inside Out.
2: Get out of here.
3: I have tried watching it on six separate occasions, and on all six occasions I've wound up turning it off. There is something about Amy Poehler's voice acting as joy that I just cannot get past. It's not I don't think it's a bad movie. It's just hard for me to get through.
0: Okay. That part specifically
2: I relate to. Like her voice it's not grating, but I understand what you're saying. Because it's like
1: I think that's the whole point though. But yes. That's fair. No, you're right.
2: Because there's supposed to be a balance between her and sadness. I also think I'm just a pessimistic person. So a movie that the lead character is Joy, I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah, right. Like, that exists.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> you know, I know what you're saying. It's, it's not as blasphemous a take as I thought it was going
3: to yeah, be. Yeah, like, I'm not going to shit on it. I'm just not, like, super excited about it, right? And I'm like, oh, great. Now there's, like, a se- Now I have to get through it. And I know Micah front of the pod is going to come after me for saying that
2: he's listening to this and throwing his computer across the room
3: he's like i'm gonna block you from all forms of trivia we are no longer
1: <laughs> he's just gonna write like a, a dissertation on, on how you're wrong <laughs> yeah.
3: you know what and if he does that then i will read it on pod I will
5: do it. <laughs> don't tempt him oh uh... Uh, yeah he will. he will
0: yeah don't don't he, he will he will okay
1: um enough about inside out too um we 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 are a little mixed bag on that one so that's good we can't all be excited about the same things uh let's roll back to you kyle what what else were you excited about Okay,
2: I'm I'm glad this is kind of still on the table. I thought it would be mentioned already. Um and I, I do I'm glad we're moving to Pixar and other stuff. I'm gonna mention one more Marvel thing and maybe we can talk about other, you know, franchises. But this is one that like we didn't have a lot of details of, but I was really excited about just by concept alone. And then the trailer was shown and blew me away. Werewolf by night just looks absolutely I, I mean, as everyone knows, Damon and I are big horror fans. Here's my here's my litmus test for how good this looks, though. On separate occasions, both Ryan and Anna, noted non fans of horror, both were like, "Wow, this looks really good." <laughs> so, I I just think it. I love the black and white. I love the aesthetic of it. I love how it looks like a an episode of like an old sixties campy like horror TV show. Um, I love Gael Garcia Bernal in general. He's a great actor, so I love that he is you know, in a lead role. You've also got Laura Donnelly in there of the HBO masterpiece, The Nevers. Shout out, Anna. Um, you've got... Your
3: favorite.
2: Good <laughs> God. <laughs> the show that I'm going to go one more time on recording that Anna made me watch against my will.
3: Okay, um, you know what? <laughs> on the paper... It was worth the nomination. It's not my fault. It was terrible.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's not her fault. And I hope it never gets renewed for a season two. Joss Whedon, go to hell. Um, Yeah. Anyway, this does look incredible. I love the premise that it's like these hunters being brought for like this great hunt. And then there's like a werewolf among them. It's basically like a giant game of Among Us. And I I love that. Um, But yeah, the black and white, the music. I want to note, too, that it's directed by Michael Giacchino, who is a huge, he's one of my favorite music composers. He does the music for a lot of the, mo- the most recent MCU movies. Um, we were just talking about Pixar. He scored Inside Out. Uh, he's scored The Incredibles. Like, he's hes behind a lot of, most likely, a lot of your favorite modern film music. Like, he's kind of the modern John Williams. So the fact that he is not only, he's probably going to do the music, but he's directing it is really exciting. Um I love the guy. I love his passion for this stuff. So I'm I'm thrilled. But yeah, that trailer. I was already really excited for this, and then that trailer. I didn't think they were gonna show a trailer for it. It blew me away. And you know, Willow is in November. This is in October. Like this is like a month and a a little bit over a month away. Um,
3: I'm also curious. Was this based off of One Night Ultimate Werewolf, like the board game? No. So Werewolf by Night is the character in the
2: comics, but. Shout out to that game, because it's so fun. Well,
3: I'm just wondering if they, like, maybe... I, I know it's a comic book character, but they might have pulled elements from that game, Yeah. maybe, to make that. And then they they made it very Hitchcock, which I love. I'm, yes. I'm very excited to see this. And the fact yeah, that they kept, it, they kept it under wraps for so long, and I'm actually very surprised it didn't leak out, considering how many big names are involved in this project.
2: Right. Yeah, you've, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's a big thing. I, I love that we're going to get these, like, y'all know I love what if, but even that kind of disappointed me in how connected to the MCU in general it is. I thought it was going to be a very, like, Twilight Zone separated thing. It seems like that they're going to do that with these, it, it's called, like, a special presentation, right? Like, this is the first one. I'm assuming the Guardians holiday special will be the same thing, like, a special kind of like standalone thing that has nothing to do with the MCU at large. I love the idea of that, but yeah. What, what do the rest of y'all think
1: what do you think of? Where so, it really nice? I, I love how you just said that Kyle, that it's not going to be connected to anything because what I'm most excited for is how it's going to connect to the rest.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs>
1: So like I do hope like this is completely on its own like the the actual TV special has absolutely nothing to do with anything else MCU, but like at the same time I want Werewolf by Night to eventually enter the MCU like actually be a part of it. I mean we are this is going to be the first bit of horror MCU the dark you know and I mean we already have the the. The Black Knight. We have Blade coming, which I mean, I think I'm more excited about than almost anything other than X Men. Um, so I just feel like building this supernatural element of the MCU is going to be really fun and really awesome, and I hope they do it well. And I think Very Wolf by Night is definitely the the first big step to that. And I I think it looks so campy and so fun. I, I I love the style look of it.
5: It's going to be be great i'm I'm very very hyped
1: for it um
5: what say y'all uh dad yeah that's what i was gonna say too i'm kind of hoping that with uh like you said that we get some connectivity at least with a black knight and uh blade maybe we see robbie reyes but something to where it's almost um I guess kind of like DC, how there's the Justice League and then there's Justice League Dark with Constantine and Zatanna and how they're kind of, even though sometimes you see them team up, they mostly kind of separate and they deal with all of the dark magic and those kind of villains. I'm hoping if we're doing that with Marvel that this is kind of the, like a connector to do something like that in Marvel, in the MCU.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's also. I mean, that's that a, might be the way they.
5: That's right.
2: That might be the way they keep around. They keep Moon Knight around because I know we all really want a season two of that. I don't. They've been really cagey about whether they're going to do a season two. So if they don't, you know, I hope they do. But if they don't, that could be the great way to bring Moon Knight back is in that that lineup.
6: Um, yeah.
0: I don't want I do. them. I mean, I, I, I don't want Oscar Isaac to come in
2: and give one of the best MCU performances today and then just never come back. That would be a waste.
1: We need Oscar. We need Oscar in the MCU, even if we won't get a season two. They, they've already shown that they're always willing to bring the characters that work back. So I, I think that's almost a, I won't say a given, but I feel like that's a that should be in the cards.
4: anyone else anyone else's and, thoughts yeah um as one of the uh noted horror skeptics um on the show uh yeah this although um uh, i will say that i do and generally enjoy like monster horror more than like say serial killer horror so um that was already a plus for me but yeah i really just loved like the style um the campiness as you guys mentioned and like the you know the setup like oh you know, you guys are all competing, but like one of you is actually a monster, and you need to figure out who it is. So, it's sort of like the murder mystery slash monster horror film, uh, like all tied into one. Um, and yeah, I, I you know, unlike Kyle and maybe Damon, I hadn't heard of this, and I didn't realize it was coming out. So I just like, oh, okay, this sounds interesting, and I checked out. I'm like, oh yeah, this this seems like it's gonna be really good. Um, yeah, and it will be interesting to see how it goes forward um it was funny the first thing i thought of was like the the, remember how they're supposed to be like i think it was the the warner brothers like monsters universe um and then like the tom cruise mummy movie bombs so badly that they're like yeah i'm gonna do that anymore (laughs) so yeah that's what i first thought of so hopefully this um turns out way better than uh, that did so (laughs) let's
1: hope i think it will i mean it's a very low bar to cross there so, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, let's let's go to Anna. Anna, what's what else are you excited? You want to talk about
3: Percy Jackson? Woo! Yes, yes. I was like, I thought Kyle was gonna mention it, and he didn't, so I got to be the one to do it. Um, do it. So we have like a little Percy Jackson like book club with like a bunch of our friends, and we're on book three right now, but. We're really excited because, one, the, the trailer just looks absolutely phenomenal, right? Rick reardon has been an... Uncle Rick um, has Correct. been involved with the casting since the beginning, um, and he's been heavily involved with the project. And it looks like Camp Half-Blood. It, it's the best way that I can put it. it. Watching this trailer gave me chills, and this is what the first movie really should have been, but the fact that they're adapting it and making it into a show... To really get into the detail. I'm super excited for. Um, Yeah. It just looked phenomenal. I'm so pumped for this. You have no idea.
0: Me too. Like.
1: I don't know why I didn't mention this earlier. Because I feel like I should have. Because I I just love the Percy Jackson books. And I feel like our guy. Is going to be such a good Percy Jackson. Like hearing his voice. On the voiceover, I just was like he has that that sort of energy, that charisma and smart assness that you need as Percy. And I feel like it's just going to work out so well. I the the clo- the very brief shots we got of Camp Halfblood and like I believe they showed us a shot of Clarice, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just like they all they looked like kids, you know, which Definitely the movies did not really do a good job of, but they, they, they definitely feel like kids. And I, as, as long as the energy and the spirit of the books are there, I'm just going to be so happy, okay? Like, to just see – to dive in all the, all the storylines of those books and, and give it real time to, to breathe. Grover, I'm so excited for more Grover, and it's just – I, I cannot wait to, for this to happen. I think it's airing. They said next summer, I believe, is the tentative date. I mean, they're filming right now. So I'm I'm super excited. What? Uh, oh, yep.
3: The thing with the TV show is it's already so close to the book, even just in the trailer, right? Because the first oh, yeah. line of the book is, look, I didn't want to be a half-blood. And then it goes into, being a half-blood is dangerous. It's scary. Most of the time it gets you killed. Don't say I didn't warn you. Right? Chills, baby! Absolute chills!
2: (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Directly from the lightning dude.
3: Uncle Rick realized what happened in the movie, and he is here to give us the content that we want and deserve.
2: That's right. I mean, this is is what we've always talked about with, you know, it's probably not going to happen now because J.K. Rowling is terrible person but like when we talked about harry potter like just make it a tv show so you can dedicate a season to a book and now they're going to do it with percy jackson five seasons five books i mean the the age the ages of all the characters are more accurate i love logan lerman but the guy was like 16 years old in the first movie um
3: you know what you know Um, he did the best with what he was given
2: He was great. No, I, yeah, he, he was very good because he's a great actor.
0: I just think that he was set up to fail with the writing.
2: Um, and I think that, yeah, the, the character is now so much closer to the book. And I feel like now that they have, I don't know how, you know, they haven't released like an episode count for the seasons, but like they can flesh out the full book in a season. Um, and I mentioned that the book club is on, titan's curse that's my favorite of the series and i I, i'm so excited for this to get renewed for seasons hopefully two and three and four and five but you know season three especially because to see titan's curse realized will be just um so fun um
3: what yeah i'm predicting right now is that percy jackson based on the i'm going solely based off the trailer no other information i think it's going to do really really well i think it's going to end appropriately To the source material. And then I think we have a possibility of exploring all these other series that Rick Reardon did, like Kane Chronicles, Heroes of Olympus, because kids also like sci fi and fantasy content, and it is really hard to find age appropriate shows for them, right? That are live action. So I think that really delving into the Reardon verse, for lack of a better term, is going to allow parents to have that bonding experience with their children. Um, while still being like, eh, you know, you're not really 13, like you probably shouldn't be watching Game of Thrones, you know. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you know, Daughter of the Deep is also like another book series that came out, which is pretty interesting. So I think we're gonna see a lot more weirding content in the coming years.
5: Yeah, but I'm Bobby a... Tommen is my age. <laughs>
3: Tommen also fell out of window, So
4: like. <laughs>
5: fantasy
3: <Famously wins laughs> ends
4: very well for Tommen. Oh,
0: man, other than why that killed me. That kid looks just like me. I want to watch this show. <laughs> 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 Ron, how excited are you?
4: Yeah, I'm really excited. I um, am also in the, the book club that was mentioned. I, I'm a recent uh, reared convert. Um, I don't know why I never read the books before. I just, just, it just, it's sort of missed me and I, I never got around to it, um, but I'm, I'm loving them. And I, I also did recently watch uh, the lightning thief movie, um, which was an experience. Um, shout out to Alex, and you're perfect and you did nothing wrong. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I have uh, like, like Anna said, the the trailer looks, you know, very close to, to what was in the books and um, everything that we loved about that. So I, I'm really excited to, uh, to see where the series goes and, uh, you know, when it first comes out.
3: Yeah, maybe we'll actually get the real villain in the show this time.
4: And maybe we will finish the book club by the time the show comes out. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't hey, count on
5: uh, it. Um, Thad, did you read the books ever? Were, are you excited? I did read the books and I am excited for. Well, I'm always excited when we get something. You know, I know we joked about Game of Thrones, but the way that like what we were talking about earlier with uh uh, the Potter stuff about how let's just let's just break the books down into smaller pieces. Let's not try to fit everything into like a big movie and miss things that are crucial to the story. Let's let's slow it down, let's put it into a TV and then let's get everything. And I just love when they do that with with just these huge pieces of just, yeah, like these big books where you just can't miss certain things and you get really disappointed when you don't see it in live action. It's like, I just love that they're doing this. Same, and I mean,
0: it's always
5: Did I go?
2: Sorry, it's always the right move if it's a sprawling if it's more than one book, it should be a series and not a movie. Um, like, look at the Sandman and look at how well season one did because it, they decided to take, you know, just volume one and a bit of volume two and and dedicated an entire season to it. And that's why it works so well. Um, sorry, Damian, go ahead.
1: I'm just excited to see the things that I was wanting to see in the movies. And it, like you said, it's, it's so much better that it's in a show. They're going to take the time for certain plot lines and even stretch certain things, you know, that they couldn't even do in the book. I hope we get to learn so much more about these characters. Um, I just can't wait to meet the characters that we didn't get to see yet. I mean, Tyson, my guy, uh, I cannot wait to meet Tyson and Talia and Nico. I love Nico so much and his whole storyline. And I mean, y'all say five seasons, but... I'm I'm hoping they go the, the 10 seasons and, and we meet all the Greek, I mean, the uh, Roman demigods, because I, I think those are honestly just as good as the first five. And it just introduces a lot more action. And while Percy isn't as central to that story, he still is the main character. We get to meet some really great people like Frank and Hazel, who I just would love to Yo. see depicted small screen.
2: Give me so, all the Leo content.
1: Leo, yes, he's the best. Leo and his skip. Oh my god. Uh,
2: yes. And the cool thing, we can get all this. the cool thing about that. The cool thing about that is if you build the goodwill with this season or this series, and you establish Percy, like you said, he's not—he's not as big of a character in that series, but he's an older character, which is like this is him when he's young but he kind of ages into like the older mentor character in the Roman series. And he's like the one that everyone looks up to, which would be so fun to
1: see. Agreed. It there's so much, it, it's just a rich world. It's another IP that if done right, it could just, we can have stories for the next 10, 15, 20 years coming from it. So I'm, I'm really hoping they nail it. And so far it looks like they are. So, um, All right, so let's move on. Um, Who have we not hit for round two yet? Um, Ryan?
4: Yeah. um, I guess I'm going to go with uh, Tales of the Jedi. Um, We get another uh, Star Wars animated series from our guy, Dave Filoni. Um, We get a young Ahsoka, which is awesome, but then also like um, more Padawan Ahsoka with Anakin, which was. Some of the best stuff in the clone wars um we get a, a young dooku um which i think will be really cool um, i also have some questions uh, I, i'm thinking our guy dooku spent some time on tatooine that we didn't know about because uh in the clone wars and attack of the clones he's very old um and mace windu looks the same as he does uh in the <laughs> younger version uh so i'm thinking dooku had some some tatooine time uh, and it uh it caused him to to age up massively so but um, yeah no I'm uh looking forward to um the uh the new tales and uh, all the the different um stories that they're gonna tell with this series
1: I mean, I want all the ahsoka so just the fact that we're gonna fill in like soka before the prequel i'm I'm so in in it really interesting to see dooku like i mean see him before is, this is supposed to be before he was he turned right like this was when he was supposed to be a jedi
4: yeah it, him oh, and i forgot to mention um young qui-gon you see a little bit of, of um, dooku and qui-gon has pat one and so i think that should be good too but yeah this is that. this is before dooku's turn but it seems like we're getting some like some hints and some uh sort of previews of um Maybe not, like, why he turned, uh, but maybe just some, like, foreshadowing for that, so.
1: Hell yeah, I'm in, I'm in. What do you think, Anna?
3: You know, I'm always a fan of Ahsoka content, so I'm not as hyped for it as some of the other stuff coming out, but I'm still pretty excited for it. I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm interested to see how it's going to fit into the extended uh, Star Wars universe, and you know when we're going to see Order 66? In this <laughs> series. Because it's Filoni back on his bullshit. How many times do we have to endure that drama? Yeah. Hmm. Man. Only one event huh? happened in the Star Wars universe, and it was Order 66.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I'm I'm kind of with Anna on this. I. I'm intrigued by it, and I, of course, it's Filoni, so, like, in Filoni We Trust, I'll watch anything he makes, I'll watch anything featuring Ahsoka. Um, if anyone's read, like, the the Tales of the Jedi comics from back in the day, very different, um, and I didn't expect them to, like, adapt that, because those are all unknown characters. Um, I really just, I'm going to... Feel like i'm beating a dead horse and i know a lot of people say this i just want a star wars uh story that doesn't have anything to do with like characters we know and i know we're getting that we're getting that with the acolyte we're kind of getting that with andor i mean we know Andor, but we don't know really anyone else in that show um i was hoping this would kind of lean more that direction but i'm also totally okay with this because i'm very intrigued by the idea of a story about dooku before he turns i i would love to see that um Obviously, I would love more Qui Gon. So the idea of him as a Pad One is really interesting. And then, yeah, like y'all have said, you know, anything Ahsoka, I'm immediately watching. So I'm I'm interested. I'm curious to see how they handle it. This is another one that's very close. It's October 26, so you know we're a little over a month away. Um, but I'm 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 curious to see you know what they do with it. Do we have like an episode count? Do we know how long it'll be?
4: I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm it's not like sure. I remember I... Visions.
2: Visions was like ten episodes, if I remember correctly. So it could be that whole
3: season. Yeah, yeah but the thing maybe with eight or ten. The thing with Visions is that it was tied to specific studios that were tapped to do the artwork, yeah. and this one is not.
2: And those were very short episodes, so. Right it depends on like what they're yeah so i'm curious to see what they do with it
5: same same dad i am kind of in the same boat with kyle and anna here i'm i'm okay with it i'm of course excited for all the ahsoka content um i think secretly what i'm most excited about is to see if they give us anything as to because i'm sure that somehow Mace Windu was just provoking the hell out of Dooku and he's just like a main factor into why he turned. So I want to see if they give us something as to what Mace Windu says to Dooku that he's just like, you know what, forget it. I'm on the dark side now. You've you've changed my mind. Like, what, what is he going to do? <laughs> is Mace the reason why
1: everyone turns dark? Is that what you're saying? I think so. <laughs> he's
3: 100% the reason Mace-less. why everyone turns dark
2: yeah i've I mean, not been granted the ring of
4: masters we, we'd be remiss if we put it all on mace and not on yoda um it's definitely a tag team effort with them
5: so <laughs> very true okay citizen ryan
1: <laughs> god um okay uh let's just tackle one or two more topics uh but let's go on a quick break real quick hey, y'all, we're just here talking Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar, and everything that D23 had to offer. Um, Thad, what was that other thing that you were really excited about that came out of D23?
5: Well, I'm going to take us in a little bit of a different direction. Um, at D23, they they announced um, a new comedy series that's going to follow um, a band uh, and their journey to recording their first studio album, so I'm actually interested in that. And it's called The Muppets Mayhem.
3: Oh my god.
5: Wow, that I is. did not know, I was, I, know about this.
3: I was on board. I was like, this actually sounds really interesting. I'm like, why is that talking about this? And then he said there oh, it the it is. and I'm like, and there it is. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's a brand new comedy series and we're following the Electric Mayhem on their journey to record their first studio album so we get like behind the scenes on like dr teeth and janice and animal just recording their their album like doing music videos and stuff
3: okay wait so here's my question are we gonna find out in this this what you said it was a movie or a show i can't remember movie tv show TV show. We're gonna find out in this TV show that uh animal fucks is what I'm hearing from this. Right? What I'm hearing. Maybe?
2: Oh. Oh honey, we've been known that. Animal, yeah. We we know that.
6: <laughs>
3: Maybe Pelimoto will show up. <laughs> is this oh my gosh? <laughs>
2: That are you telling me this is basically the Muppets version of This is Spinal Tap? Because if so, yes. I'm in.
5: Yeah, I'm very. Okay, <laughs> it's developed by Adam F. Goldberg. Oh. Okay.
6: Wow.
5: Hell yeah. Why, why have I not known about this? And I'm in. we're getting we're getting back a Taj Mowry somehow.
3: Oh my god, Taj. What? <laughs> that smart guy is back. Where you going, this- Loka?
5: <laughs> what is that?
4: Are you just making this all up, Dad? No, I'm yeah. serious. It this was announced is like 3. Just- okay,
3: Dad, I got a question for you. Who did you bribe to get this movie made? And how much was it? How many Oscar Isaacs did it cost you to get this made?
5: At least seven. <laughs>
3: for that- those of you who don't that know, is reading- um, Oscar Isaac is charging $225 for his autograph at New York Comic Con. So, our Wow. Our, when we're talking about financial compensation now, we're only talking in terms of Oscar Isaacs.
5: <laughs> Although we should <laughs> change that now since we found yeah. out that Robert Pattinson is charging $350. <laughs> oh
2: my gosh. All, All right, vengeance
0: calm
1: down. <laughs>
0: oh, well,
1: I didn't know this was a thing, but now I'm very excited for for this. This, I think this is the most thing, most Muppet related news I'm excited for in a long time, actually. So, I'm I'm <laughs> so down. Of course, that would be Thad's. Though, you gave me a Surprise second it chance. was his
4: first choice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. Well, I'd say I feel like we've covered mostly everything. If y'all like, we can just kind of, you know, just throw a couple things out. Just, you know, what else we were kind of excited about. We don't got to go into too much detail. Uh, Kyle, what were a couple other things that you just wanted to mention that that really caught your eye?
2: Yeah, really quickly, um, we don't have a lot of details, but they showed the trailer for Indiana Jones 5. I'm really hoping they release it so we get to see it as well. Um, but yeah, it's directed by James Mangold. Co-stars the love of my life, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and important to note, I mean Harrison Ford. We love him, but he's a very curmudgeonly old man. There's a video out there of him on stage, kind of talking about the movie and getting genuinely very emotional talking about it, and like just gesturing towards Phoebe and like telling her like that she's the heart of the movie. And that honestly was really wholesome and made me happy because. Like I said, I love Harrison Ford, but he doesn't always seem like he enjoys making these movies. I mean, he asked to be killed off back in the 80s for, for Han Solo to be killed off. So the fact that he's still around as indie, we can all forget that that fourth movie happened. You know, this is now the fourth movie. Um, and James Mangold's a great director. He gave us 20, you know, the the standalone Wolverine movie before Logan. Um, he gave us some other great movies, Ford versus Ferrari. Like, he's, he's a good director. So I'm excited. I really hope, like I said, we, we see that trailer soon. Um, John Williams is back to score the movie, which is a great plus. Um, and then not news, but because I'm petty to my core, uh, Bob Chappick, you know, the CEO who has no clue what he's doing, um, a video for him came out during the Disney Legends panel, and everyone in the crowd immediately started booing. And something about that just makes me really happy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's great that, that's too good um i just want to shout out you know uh my disney plus shows that uh are coming very soon mighty ducks game changer season two lauren graham gotta love it um big shot which honestly i think was one of the more pleasant surprises of of tv last year and it wouldn't be a podcast without the without the train love it and and uh Good old Hocus Pocus 2. I never thought this was going to happen. But as a true lover of, of Hocus Pocus, I am just ecstatic for this movie. I cannot wait. And it's at the end of this this freaking month. I want to watch it on October 1st and start the spooky season. I am so excited. Um, Peter Pan and Wendy, the, what, thousandth and second uh adaptation of peter pan and i will watch every single one of them because i love peter pan but uh yeah you know i just want to couple, mention a couple things like that uh what say you anna what else call your eye
3: oh man i have so much um wish looked really cool um that's the new original feature film it's supposed to come out next year um strange world also looked awesome um What else caught my eye? Uh, The Little Mermaid trailer. Holy shit, how have we not talked about this? That looked Um, really good. Yeah, I was was
4: about to bring it up.
3: I was so nervous when they announced this movie came out. And because it's under the water. And I'm like, this is a little too early to be talking about this in live action. Because motion in air and motion in water, when you try to animate it, is very difficult. Right? Um, And then you just hear the voice of Ariel come through and I, I got goosebumps on my arm. I was like, holy shit. Right. Um, particularly with like, I, uh, with the hair, cause I did not want a repeat of like Mira's hair from Aquaman because that thing was just terrible. And like, I just saw the motion of like how they did the actress's hair in the, in the metaphorical water. I'm like, this is beautiful, stunning, zero notes. I'm very excited for this to come out and I will actually be going to see this in theater. Um, Instead of being cheap and waiting to see it at home. Because it was one of my favorite movies when I was little. Um, Snow White with Rachel Ziegler and Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot is, you know, a villain. I'm pretty excited. Uh, We also had Mufasa. I'm pretty pumped for that. Um, I also want to talk about Echo real quick. I'm really excited for it. But I'm hoping that in the editing room they actually have some deaf people in there so we can actually see sign language. Because that was one of my big things with Hawkeye is when they had the actress on screen, they cropped her face when she was signing and they just had subtitles. So you couldn't actually see ASL and how she was signing. And I I thought that was super insulting. So I'm hoping in this rendition of Echo they'll actually fix that um like visually the shots were great but it just did not include the method of communication that needed to be included um yeah and i think those were really all the main ones from me
1: hell yeah those i mean the little mermaid has the ability the potential to be the best live action remake they've done so far or and just in total
3: so it's going to be 110 percent <laughs> based off of her voice.
4: Right, yeah, so good. I, I think so. It's cause a low yeah, bar. Those, um, have they have been up <laughs> and down? Um, but there, there have been some good ones. But yes, I think, um, like Anna said, it, it's um, it looks great in the trailer, and uh, her voice is incredible, and um. I hope before the movie comes out, I will eventually get it right that the young woman's name is Hallie Bailey and not Halle Berry. Um, <laughs> Halle I, I was,
3: I was <laughs> trying not I'm to say her name because I was like, I'm <laughs> going to say Halle Berry, 110%. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute, though. Her sister like tweeted out, um, she was like, that's my sister. I'm like, oh, my God, that's uh, so awesome.
1: Uh, that's adorable. Um, all right, Ryan, what are a couple of uh, things you wanted to mention uh, before we get out of here that you also were st- – very excited
4: for. Yeah, um, since Anna brought up uh, Little Mermaid, uh, the only thing I had left was um, Haunted Mansion. Um, Again, not a big horror person, but um, I I love Haunted Mansion Ride at Disneyland, and um, I might have been one of the few people who enjoyed uh, the movie with Eddie Murphy a few years ago, Um, and so I'm excited for this new movie. And um, it has a phenomenal cast. Uh, I'm just looking at now uh, Rosario Dawson with Keith Stanfield, Owen Wilson, Dan Levy, uh, Danny DeVito, uh, Winona Ryder, Hasan Minhaj, um, Jared Leto. That's less great, but you know, um, and then uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. So um, a pretty stacked cast and uh, I'm excited to see uh, where they go with that. So, and also um, Grim... Grim Grinning Ghost is a bop, and uh, I, I, I jam that um, whenever I can. Yeah, it's hot
5: in time.
0: It's hot in time. <laughs> I hope Little <Darlo> plays
4: Morbius. He's
2: <laughs> playing Morbius in the hot adventure.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And they just don't mention it. That's just who he is. Like, that. that's just... Yeah. You know, just he's just, just standing of the corner. corner.
4: <laughs> we'll, we'll Morb for food.
5: Oh, God.
1: Oh, man. Um... Okay, uh, Thad, uh, you got any you wanted to, to bring up?
5: Well, I'll just bring up uh, just a couple of things, but they're all kind of in the same branch of bracket. Disney and at D23, they just announced for just a bunch of stuff for all of our Christmas heads out there. Shout out to Amber. They're just going over the top for Christmas stuff this year. Best in Snow is a show that's happening. Panatonics around the world for the holidays. Uh, I had no idea there was the Santa Claus's TV show that's happening. Yep. Absolutely. And then uh, my favorite so far that I've read is the hip-hop Nutcracker, which is Run-DMC's <laughs> reimagining of the Nutcracker Ballet.
3: Oh, that's been a thing for a while. I mean, like that a sounds while. great.
5: I know, but I just love that it. it's on, on Disney Plus now. I, I love it. <laughs> so yes, shout out bro. to all of our Christmas heads out there. You're getting a we ton can't of content. About, we can't forget about the Guardian
1: special, um, which I think James Gunn said he revealed the time, the runtime is going to be like right around 40, 43 minutes. So uh, we get 43 minutes of the Guardians uh, for Christmas. Beautiful.
2: Also, really, really quickly, Disenchanted. For all my friends out there, I know there's a lot of big fans of the original Enchanted movie. I love that movie, Disenchanted. We saw a great trailer. It's coming out, I think, like, next month or November. Uh, Maya Rudolph is in it now. Yeah, really, really excited. I love the first movie.
1: Hey, that should be a lot of fun. I think that's going to be a big hit for, for Disney+. Plus. Um, So we didn't mention everything, but I, I'd say we, we covered a good bit okay i mean there's you know there's stuff like andor which is almost it was gonna be out next month and and things like that but you know they they'll get their due um but i'm just so excited for all this the one thing they didn't talk about or we got news that we already knew real quick before we get out of here fantastic four i was hoping for something more It'd, Instead, they just confirmed the director, Matt Shockman, And I don't know when we'll find out the news of the cast. But all I can say is that fake cast that was going around online was hilarious. Because in no way is Henry Cavill going to be Dr. Doom. I just, (laughs) to me, that's one of the most ridiculous fan casts ever. I don't know why it makes me so mad, but I just don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um... Yeah. A- any thoughts on the Fantastic Four non-news, y'all, before
5: we go? Rogan.
6: <laughs> Rogan. <I forgot>. That's <laughs> Rogan.
4: <laughs> I mean, Anna has the oh, best um, casting for it with the, the meme where each of the... Um, Fantastic Four was cast by a different Janet from the Good Place.
3: What are you talking about? That was <laughs> your fan casting. I just found it on your burner account.
4: Yeah, this is true. I, did, I didn't I didn't like I, that, I, away my burner account, but that was
2: that may have been um the the best, but y'all want to hear the worst casting I've ever heard for, for oh. the Fantastic Four?
3: Please do. Yeah. allow
2: me uh because i'm just full chaos mode right now and i I give no s i'm gonna put our i would say friend of the pod but really just the the, uh village idiot of the pod richard uh his words perfect his words perfect fantastic forecast reed richards steve buscemi sue storm ann hathaway johnny storm lil nas x ben grimm adam sandler and dr doom ryan gosling Everyone, go know, roast that, him mercilessly. That,
1: <laughs> that has to be a troll. Has, that has to be like,
0: okay. Oh, no, no, Richard like, is not
1: known to troll, guys.
2: Everything he says is a hundred percent serious. So, yeah. Everyone go roast. Fa- everyone go
4: roast. Peep, peep of the pod, Richard. Fa- fame, famous, so always straight man, Richard.
3: <laughs> yes, um.
2: annoyingly straight.
3: Okay, I'll I'll do one better. Right, every male character on the Fantastic Four is gonna be Danny DeVito, but the character I'm that shocked. plays Sue Storm. No, <laughs> listen to me. The character that plays Sue Storm is the scroll that took over Pepper Potts or Gwyneth Paltrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's how they announce it, not in Secret Invasion. But then
5: Fantastic Four, it's like, hey, guys, I was a scroll the whole time. <laughs> no, you know what? It's just going to be an announcement on the Goop website. <laughs> <laughs> Buy
1: my this candles. Cool.
2: It's
5: not me.
3: It'll be a candle announcement, everybody. <laughs>
1: okay, I think that means it's time to, to end it, y'all. I, I think <laughs> yeah. it's, it's time to go. Um, that That was a lot of fun. Um, I love talking about stuff like this with you guys. It's always a blast. Ryan, Thad, thank you so much for joining us. And it's always a pleasure to to have these episodes going with you. And Kyle, it's always it's always great doing these episodes with you. you have anything for the people at home before we get out of here?
2: No, just keep listening, y'all. Planet Fantasy has some fantastic episodes. Ah, no pun intended. Some great episodes coming your way. Uh, so, yeah, just keep listening. We love y'all.
1: This is what we do.
0: Hey, y'all! Thanks for listening to another episode. I hope y'all enjoyed it.
1: And we're just here as a little update on what's going on with with everyone, as far as our hosts and everything. We've been on a little bit of breaks, and we just wanted to throw this to Kyle. Uh, Kyle, how you doing, man? Uh, What do you have for the people
2: yeah thanks man um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode it was a lot of fun uh yeah just a bit of update on planet fantasy um so this was unfortunately uh my last episode for the time being um first and foremost just want to clear the air and say like this isn't some dumb drama like (laughs) damon and i aren't breaking up (laughs) um where Anna and I are really, I I love the two of them dearly best friends. And I, I love this podcast. Um, sometimes, you know, life just kind of happens and and you have to, um, take a step back for a little bit and that's kind of what I have to do. Um, so yeah, I, I, I also just want to reiterate and express that I, I just, I, I love this podcast from the bottom of my heart. I mean, this is, we started this like, I don't know, two years ago at this point, over two years ago. Yeah. And it was started out as Damon and I were just like bored at home during the quarantine. <laughs> and we were like, we, we already like talk about movies all the time. We had just started like talking and interacting in D And we were like, we should podcast. Like, we both seem to like get along really well. And um, I just am really proud of the way that it's evolved over the, you know, over two years and. Um, yeah, it, it, this is my favorite thing creatively that I've ever been a part of and I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of it, and so I, I don't want you guys to hear this and think that. This is me just like, you know, cutting ties or anything. That's not the case at all. I love Planet Fantasy and I, I'm going to continue to look forward to what it has to come. I know there are some really exciting episodes in the future and I can't wait to tune in. Um, that being said. Uh I'm really excited. You know, we we made it I don't know how long without a producer. I don't know how we did that, but as soon as we we brought Anna H on as our producer, things just got a whole lot easier. Um and and she's just been really crushing it as our producer, as our our voice of reason. (laughs) Um and now she's gonna be taking over the reins as co-host, and I'm I'm really, really excited for that. I can't wait to to hear what Planet Fantasy has in store. Um, but yeah, just uh, just wanted to update you guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. Like I said, this has just truly been like my favorite thing that I've ever been a part of. and it's it's sad. Uh, I'm sad to to step away, but this is just kind of something that I need to do for for myself. Um, and this isn't goodbye. This is just you know, see you later. but i I can't wait to hear what else. Planet Fantasy has in store um, for the rest of 20.
1: We love you, man. And we're going to miss you. And the door will always be open even if it's just uh, for, you know, you're a friend of the pod now so you can always come on and hop on for an episode. (laughs) And uh, I know everyone else is going to miss you and you'll always be a part of Planet Fantasy, man.
2: Thanks, man. Um, But yeah, Thanks, guys. Uh, we appreciate
0: you, and guess they'll catch you next time. This is what we do.